What's up? It's your girl Ashanti. Thank you so much for joining me on Heels HR at Work. Harmony Employee Engagement Leadership Services. That's what it's all about. All right, y'all, let's go ahead and get into it. Well, 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 have a special, special, special person in here with me today. All right, you want to go ahead and say something for the people? Yeah, absolutely. What's up, everybody? My name is Bobby. Um, I am a former co-worker of Ashanti's. Couple co-worker or a couple uh, companies ago. So I'm definitely happy to be here today and just talk about everything and anything HR, specifically recruiting. Yes. Woo, woo. Yay. You know, if you have nine months in about the hype. For sure. Speaking of the hype, okay, so Bobby or let me know if you want to go by Brad because I know these streets. You're going to put people on my tail. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to go, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go with Bobby. Okay. Bobby and I were co-workers before um, in the HR department. Uh, we're not going to say no names, but Bobby was definitely one of those co-workers that whenever like some issue went down in the office, we could definitely just make eye contact and be like, you see that? I see that. You see that. We see that. All right. And then just just keep it moving. But what I did always admire about Bobby is, one, we could work together and it'd be cool. And if we saw each other, like, outside the office, it was never, like, weird. Like, we could always still be professional, like, back in the office, like, after we saw each other outside the office. And it was always some type of, like, negativity or drama going on. And when I tell you... Bobby just always kept a straight face. Always kept it cool, calm, collected. I'm like, I need to be like him when I grow up because ah. <laughs> <laughs> I wear all my emotions on my face, okay? When I'm excited, you know it. When I'm irritated, you know it. But you know what, Bobby? It just seems like everything is always great. Yeah, that makes me feel good because I be, I be working on that. <laughs> I'm good for wearing my thoughts on my face, so that makes me feel good. I well, you do a good job because all those times where I knew that, that you was in some tough spots and you still just be like, all right, so what's for lunch? Yeah, uh, yeah, you switch lanes, switch subjects, or keep the poise, one or the other. Look, yeah, that is a out. skill that I am working on because people tell you all day that I... I'm trash like that, okay? I speak my mind a little bit too much. Yeah, I'm a lot of people. Yeah, you be, yeah. sometimes you wear, you wear it well. All right, look, we're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, so if you just want to tell the people a little bit about some of the industries that you've worked in, you know, just so they can know that I just don't have bums, you know, that I'm just <laughs> bringing on here to talk to. Anybody and everybody. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, right now, I'm a tech recruiter at a CPA firm. Um, I recruit for all things tech, um, for consultants. Um, none of the, the people that I work with are really um, internal tech people. They're all external in terms of um, their positions being client-facing. Uh, so data analytics, um, uh, software integration, implementation, forensics, cybersecurity, investigations, things of that nature. Um, before that, I was in staffing, um, working across the board in positions, but mostly accounting, marketing, sales, HR, um, admin, roles of those uh, of that nature. Um, Across Texas, everybody. yeah, pretty <laughs> much everybody across um, Texas, but with a focus um, in Houston. And before that, I was working with Ashanti at a tax at a tax consulting firm and and uh, campus recruiting, and uh, that was fun as well. Going out mm-hmm. across the country, meeting different students, different um, individuals, starting off their careers, and I, that was really awesome and fulfilling. And it's, it really got me my uh, jump start into recruiting and uh it's the reason why i am where i am right now um being able to cultivate and maintain those relationships grow those relationships learn a little bit more about people and you know if we can make it happen make something happen for them and bring them aboard all right nice so you kind of dealing dabbling a little bit of everything a little bit of everything you know when it comes to recruiting bringing on all types of people now i oftentimes have a hand in the recruitment process um, typically posting the jobs and just interviewing them and then just seeing if we want to pass them through just for a select few positions. I haven't really had to do like a whole office, like staff a whole bunch of different positions. So 
kind of lucky because I do enjoy all facets of HR, but recruitment is just one of those things where it feels like a lot of pressure. Because I'm always like, what if I bring the wrong person on the yeah. team? So I can definitely respect uh, your dynamic of HR for sure. So tell me a little bit. So since you do do a lot of recruitment in a lot of different positions, I think I do want to pick your mind a little bit and see. Give me just one funny interview story. Uh, so I've, I've definitely have I've had people reach out to me, um, cold outreach, say, hey, you know, I'm interested in this job or that job. And I will see people apply all the time for positions that they don't have the skills for. <laughs> And you know, you know, you gotta shoot your shot sometimes, but come, you gotta be realistic. You know what I mean? Mm. If you've been a librarian, there's no reason you should be applying for a data <laughs> analytics position. You don't have a data analytics background or education. You're not working towards that inserts or anything like that. So, you know, back when I was in staffing, I was working for, I had a marketing position going on and I had this person that, you know, interviewed and sometimes in that role, um, you know, I was moving faster than I should have been. And um, I will tell you, recruiters probably take maybe an average seven seconds to look at a resume to realize. So, like, it. did you bring somebody on? I brought someone <laughs> in to interview. I brought someone in to interview who was not it. And, um, you know, we were looking for a marketing coordinator and someone who had worked with, um, with events and setting up events and things of that nature. And um, no offense to anyone out there has done that, but she, all she had done in terms of marketing is, um, you know, she, you know, those people that you see like in like Lowe's or Best Buy or Walmart that are like, so, I don't like where this is going. I don't either, but like that's all she had done. But I think I just skimmed over that really quick and I thought that, you know, that was it. And that was really on me and my fault. And I should have paid more attention to that resume, but that interview did not go well and then when I told her about the job she she tried to fluff herself up to be more than what she was and I was like I see on your resume though what there's nothing here this is not, not. <laughs> she was such a nice lady though I ended up I, long long story short she ended up getting a job not as the what I needed she <laughs> immediately came over but we did get her a job so I mean that oh we'll see Ending. Happy ending. Yeah, okay. she did. She did get a role um, around what she was looking for and all that good stuff. So happy, happy that we made it work out for her. And you know, that's that's a part of recruiting. Um, mm. You know, uh, I always look at people and recruit people, and I'm thinking about what all could work out. And I think that's a skill that I really gained while working staffing because I have multiple roles, multiple different type of roles that I'm working on at once. And sometimes you have to think outside the box of it yeah. and being able to think about that and um, knowing that, you know, she, at the end of the day, still had a good interview, although not, not what we needed for that particular role. Yeah. She, um, she was still able to um, sell herself through. in a way. Yeah, she shot through. Yeah. She was able to be someone that, that we could market for another position and, and, it, and it worked out at the end of the day. But yeah, that will happen. So, so do you think, okay, because I'm going to ask this question because I know me and a lot of my friends, when we're applying for jobs, we're still just like, I'm not really qualified for all this stuff, but I'm just going to shoot my shot anyway. No, I can't say. We typically do stay within the realms of our education or qualifications. So to kind of jump from like where you were saying from like Lowe's, probably no experience in marketing to trying to be like a brand ambassador. I can see how that would be a big jump. But what about us people who just like, let me just see. Like, would you say that's still okay? I can mean, see the look on my face right now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you gave me a look of disgust. But. Sometimes it's okay. I mean, I think you need to kind of stay within your realm if you're if you want to shoot your shot, right? If, okay. You know, I. That's reasonable. And, a, and a, I I did it right. I'm I'm now uh, solely a tech recruiter for a tech consulting group. Um, interviewing and recruiting for a bunch of tech positions. However, I had no experience in that that realm before. Maybe um, you know, I I recruited for a couple of IT positions when I was in staffing. Um, um, I had some IT background, mm. and knowing that, I you know, I highlighted that on my resume. I highlighted that during my interviews mm. um, because that was what I used to kind of connect 
one side from the other, right? That is smart. Right, right. But so it's, if you stay in that realm, you can shoot your shot and you have a better chance. But if, you know, if, if you know, you're, you're coming from construction and, and you're, you're, you're trying to go into legal or to law and you don't have a background for that, it's going to be harder. It's going to be harder. Like, I mean, yeah, there is a... a but small... you can probably try to take a certificate or go to law school for starters. <laughs> you can, but I'm saying even then you have a reason to shoot your shot and you're kind of in that yeah. room, right? Yeah. Um, I deal with, especially, especially in tech, in cybersecurity right now, there and, and and others, there's a lot of positions that you can't go to school for. There's a lot of things that you can't. There's not a major for that, right? Mm. Um, but you can go out and get specific uh, specific uh, certifications mm-hmm. for what you're looking for, and then apply those, put those on your resume, and that gives you a reason for them to invite you to the table to have that interview, right? right. Um, if you just don't have that at all, if you're not showing how your application your resume correlates to the role yeah then it's a long shot super long shot right well that makes sense so if you have just a little bit of experience in something that you're doing you definitely want to try to make that shine if you're trying to move elsewhere Mm -hmm. whenever people have helped me or asked me to help them with their resumes that is the thing that i try to do i'm like okay what job are you applying for let me see where you've worked let's try to highlight some of that stuff so that we can make you at least look like a viable candidate because right. I don't want you to I mean I have like you know nephews who when they were graduating love y'all by the way <laughs> but you know when they were um getting ready to leave school you know they did just kind of have like jobs you know they're working at like your sprouts or whole foods you know like they had different types of jobs like that but they were trying to apply for things above that so when I'm looking at their resume, I'm like, okay, depending on where you're trying to go, like, let's talk more about the customer service aspect. Let's talk more about your problem solving. Let's talk more about like how you had to analyze different situations. So basically, y'all make yourself sound smarter than what you think you are. <laughs> <laughs> Give yourself all the credit and all the kudos, okay? So that when you are, because your resume is like your first stop. Would you agree? Your resume is like your first stop of like selling yourself, basically. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at your resume and you're bored, Nobody else is more going to look at this. So try to keep it concise. And definitely, um, like Bobby said, you do want to try to make sure that you are doing something to highlight yourself, to save yourself for a position. Mm -hmm. It definitely can be hard. Or I've always said, too, um, if you don't have a lot of experience, if you do have certifications or education, you may want to lead with that on your resume, right? Like, instead of listing, like, your your I guess your skills or experience. Okay, if you know you just got certified in a certain field or you know that you graduated with a master's in this and that, start with that, okay? Like, <laughs> shine with that part and then maybe the, the next few bases are going to be what you did. Exactly. Do you think that helps? Exactly, absolutely. And um, I would say never bite off more than you can chew. One thing, recruiters, we talk to people every day all day about specific roles, specific roles you maybe wanted to talk about. And we know where the BS comes in. We know where, right. the, where the fluff is coming in. We're like, you, you, you don't really know what you're talking about. Mm. You know this is something you should probably say, but you don't know what you're talking about. So I would say don't bite off more than you can chew. If you didn't help, if you didn't lead an, an initiative, don't say you led an initiative. You may have worked on it. And been a part of it, but don't say it because at some point, if you do get the job, someone is going to ask you to lead that, and you don't know what to do. And they're like, "Wait a minute, I thought you did this at the last job, right?" So at that point, it's you know. So I don't want to say you're don't. Trying to Google how yeah, to lead it. Exactly, exactly. So so you know, if you didn't do, I mean, be truthful, but at the same time, be confident in in, in what you're doing. And it's no it's it's no fault if you haven't done any done a certain thing. You're like, hey, I haven't done this, but. You know, it's a part of this initiative. After you get the job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just don't want to bite off more than you can, you, you can chew. That's I, true. I would definitely say that. Yeah, because yeah, you, you do not. Look, I've had to walk people out who bit off more than they can chew. Yeah. They oversold themselves. They said that they could, like, maybe like what Bobby said, said that they could lead an initiative. And then when it came down to it, it was Basuda. It was trash. Ah. And... <laughs> Bilingual. <laughs> <laughs> I only know a few words, but it worked. And you know, it's like, look, you're not performing at the you know the level that we expected you to. So yeah. we're gonna have to uh, say goodbye as of today. 
So you do also want to keep that in mind though. Now, with all that being said though, I, okay, well, well, before I say my opinion, what do you think about people who think that they can quote unquote fake it till they make it? Like, okay, not, not really bite off more they can chew, but like I just said, try to Google like some skills and like try to figure it out once they get there. I think it may be applicable to like some jobs, but ultimately would you say yay or nay to people who want to fake it till they make it? I think you just got to know it's like you said, it's, it can be applicable to some jobs. You just got to understand. You got to understand your skill set and how strong you really are because mm. you got to understand also the role that you're getting mm. yourself into. If you don't understand that, you may think you got it, but then you get into it and it's you don't got it. Right. You don't. Yeah. And um, it, 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 can, it can work out in some cases. I don't want to like be super encouraging about that, but it can work out in some cases. You can kind of pick it yeah, you, to, until you make it. But um, but I, I, I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't <laughs> encourage, encourage it. Because <laughs> I mean, I mean, you probably have more to lose if you if you go for it and you you, you fail rather than uh, just you know being a little bit more truthful about it. Yeah. Than up front. Yeah, that's true. You don't really want to have egg on your face because you thought you could do something that you know you really couldn't do. So that makes sense. So when it after you get past, obviously we've been talking a lot about the resume uh, phase and all that good stuff. So okay. Once the person gets through the door, the resume has gotten through, got some someone's attention, now they're into the interview phase. Now, I've been in some sketchy interviews before, y'all, and like I can laugh about it being on the other side of the table, but it is really important to make sure that you have some good interview etiquette. You want to tell us a little bit about what you know about interviews? Interview etiquette is very very important um it's the there's so many little things that you can do yeah it's like if it's virtual y'all please know how to work teams before you get on the team's interview i had a team's interview before and the person not only had trouble setting it up but then i found out they had like another disability once we got on the the call so it's like a double whammy and it's like i need you to work on this before we get on the call because your disability has nothing to do with it but Mm -hmm. the fact that we need you to be able to work teams as part of the job. Mm-hmm. So that's just, that was one of my experiences. But as it, far as your etiquette experiences. I don't know. Like some people are completely oblivious oblivious to interview etiquette. And um, at some point it's not okay. If you've been in the working world for a minute, it's not okay. You should, you should know something about it. But um, a lot of people are new to the virtual thing. And, um, you know, is it's the reality that we live in right now but at the same time you should take it as if you're actually going into an office you need to be show up early you know so enter the if you if, if you have the ability to enter the the virtual lobby early oh, nice. um, address business professional if you can if, okay. start with business professional right. if you don't have that work your way down to business casual but um, you never want to go just because you're home doesn't mean being a t-shirt and you only have to do it from like really the waist up so <laughs> so you just have to be halfway prepared party, I mean party down below business at top whatever party down below. yeah and so um, uh, seriously so, though so yeah you want to make sure that you're business professional don't sun's out shine shining whatever don't sit in front of a window because then you're going to be um oh, a shadow you're going to be a shadow right oh. so i mean there's certain things that you want to do if um you know when it's easy when 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 you're watching a tv you don't understand you don't really notice that you're you know you're watching a tv you're watching a movie a movie you're kind of like in what looks like this zombie face right like you're just fixed on whatever's on the screen because you're following the the plot or whatever Mm -hmm. and it's easy to do when you're virtual as well and sometimes on the interviews on the interviewer side it may look like you're frozen um or you're not engaged so i tell people to say "Mm -hmm, okay nod your head those are good tips just a little bit right not not mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) you don't have to go overboard But just a little bit of that, and right. that that will help you because being you show that you're engaging. Basically. Right, right, right. Because you want to be engaging with the interviewer. They want to understand that one, you're interested in the role, you're interested in what they have to say, but um, also they're listening for you to be an active listener. Um, one of the things people hate is to repeat themselves. I mean, if you genuinely miss something that they said, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, if 
if um, you know if they've said you know once or twice something that, and then at the end of the, uh, the end of the interview, you're like, hey, um, so tell me about the culture. And you're like, oh, I kind of led the culture. How did you, how did you miss that? You know, um, so it's certain, minus one, <laughs> right? It's certain, it's certain things, it's certain things like that. But um, if you maintain those small things, you know, um, actively engaging through through virtual um, interviews, I think that goes a long way. But um, even in-person interviews, I'm still old school. Again, business professional. Uh, by old school, I mean take your resumes. Still, obviously, you submitted it when you put in your application. Um, you had a probably had a phone screen before you went up there as well, which means they had their resume. But regardless of all that, go up there with your resume. Go up there with um, a pen and pad so you can take down notes. You can write questions that you think about it in the moment. And then speaking of questions, always have questions. Always have questions. Yes, I don't care if you're, at least three. At least three questions, yeah. and I don't care if you're in your last interview and you can't think of anything else to ask. Ask something that you already asked before, right? Because um, you may get a different perspective on it. But yeah, those I those agree. would be my tidbits as far as interview etiquette. I agree with all of those, like in person or virtual. Like it is very important to think about all those things, and even when it comes to the whole dress code thing, I know that with our quote unquote. Um, generation we feel like look you're just gonna hire me if you're gonna hire me it doesn't matter what i look like but no like if you don't have a nice like shirt and tie at least wear a nice shirt you know at least look like you tried Mm -hmm. because that old saying about first impressions are everything like that is very very true so even if you are virtual or in the office at least try to dress the part show up with your resume so yeah i agree with all that like kudos across the board i um yeah, working in staffing, part of my job was to coach candidates before mm. they interviewed. And not all the time, much to their detriment most of the time. They, not all the time did they listen to me <laughs> and they kind of did their own thing or maybe they just forgot what I had to say. And it, it there were times where it worked against them. Mm. And, you know, hey, this person showed up late. And they didn't let us know. If you're going to show up late, hit somebody else. Please. And see, that's me. I, look, the Lord is working on me in my time. (laughs) (laughs) I am not the best at gauging my time, but I will let people know. Like, hey, I'm going to be 10, 15 minutes late. Because that does mean something. And most of the time, because in like a city like Houston, they understand it's traffic. Yeah. Even if it just took me a little longer to curl my hair. I'm going to blame it on traffic. (laughs) But I am going to say something. So, yeah, that's true. If you have somebody's contact, even if it's a recruiter that may not be at the company, at least tell the recruiter, like, hey, I'm trying to get there. I'm working on it. And, you know, just make sure you keep those lines of communication open. Absolutely. Let's let, let somebody know. Let somebody know. I agree with that 100%. All right. So I think we pretty much did a good synopsis of, like, recruiting, resume, getting into the building. Well, hoping you get into the building. <laughs> but I do want to kind of back it up a little bit because I know that we talked about this before. So, you know, so when you get to um, trying to get your foot in the door, like that is a really big thing. Um, if you don't already know somebody that's at the company, how else can you go about trying to just get yourself out there? Like, how can I even start to sell myself? Yeah, um, I definitely say utilize LinkedIn. I mean, you know, everyone we know utilizes Instagram, Mm -hmm. Twitter, Facebook, Mm -hmm. Snapchat. I mean, LinkedIn is just another piece of social media. And just like, you know, you go on your little trips and you post your little Instagrams and, you you know, you want to be fly at the spot to be every week. You know, you got your little weekly posts and stuff like that. That's all y'all. That's all y'all. But uh, I'm saying the same thing is it goes for for LinkedIn and people typically don't look at it that way just because it's it's LinkedIn. I'm trying to get a job. This is a job for a website and I'm going Mm -hmm. to go find a job for it. But if you can market yourself on there, do that. But also, you know, take take the opportunity to to be deliberate in your search. It's an extra step and it's not as easy as just finding some jobs on Google and then apply, apply, apply. It's not as easy as that. But the more deliberate you are is is going to be it's going to be more beneficial for you. Um, I've done both. And I've only ever held jobs when I've been deliberate. 
Mm-hmm. When I've, when I've, you know, a deliberate word, right? When I've, when I've sought out individuals in the company and say, hey, you know, I'm thinking about um, applying for this position. Can you tell me anything about it? Um, can I shoot my resume? Can we talk? Um, a lot of companies have referral bonuses. I wish somebody would if I wasn't a recruiter because I, I, I don't get paid for bringing people into the company. I, do, I get paid for bringing people into the company. Right. Hey, it's your job. But I don't, I, don't, I don't get a referral bonus, right? Because You don't get anything extra. Right. But if I were, you know, any other part of staff in the company and somebody just reached out and said, hey, I want to send my, 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 my resume to the job. Can I talk to you a little bit about the company? And do you mind putting me forward as a resume? Nine times out of ten, people are going to say okay because there's a dollar amount attached to that for them. There's a bonus mm-hmm. attached to that for them. And I don't think people think about that. But I, and I know people, it's easy for me to say because I'm a recruiter. I have to talk to people and introduce myself to people every day. I spoke to five new people today who I don't, I never knew before this, right? <laughs> hey, and y'all. I, and I, <laughs> yeah, what's up, man? Tell me about yourself. Right. But, um, you know, and so it's easier for me to say, but, you know, opening up those doors and and i mean living in houston is is i've learned that it's it's a lot about who you know and, and mm-hmm. as opposed to what you know and so being able to put yourself out there and open up those doors and meet new people is going to be beneficial for you in the long run there's no way it can hurt you unless you just set yourself as a real bad example um but <laughs> I mean, that's the only way, but it's harder because, I mean, all you have to do is put yourself, sell yourself. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing in the world you should be able to sell more than yourself because you've been with yourself until right now, right? And so knowing that, I mean, you you know what all you can bring to the table and this, and at that point, it's not even an interview. It's just like, hey, let's have a conversation. I want to know more about this company. I'm interested in this position and I just want to hear it from someone's mouth who actually works there right now, mm. right? Whether that be in the position or another part of the company. Mm. Um, and then- See, I like that because that angle makes it seem like you're not necessarily like trying to use them. You know what I'm saying? Like you're yeah. not like, hey, you, can you help me get on at the company? It's mm-hmm. more like, hey, I kind of just want to know more about it. Yeah. And then when y'all start talking, they may be like, okay, you kind of cool. And then they may want to push you through. Exactly, so exactly, so exactly, smart. exactly. Okay, but with that being said though, Maybe you can kind of expand on this or back me up. But if you are going to take that route of reaching out to someone else at the company, you do, you should still be like on your P's and Q's and still be professional. Definitely. And you don't want to feel like, okay, well, I'm just reaching out to this person to get some info so I can let my guard down. Mm-hmm. Like you should still be in the thought process of let me impress this person because they may be your way in, right? Absolutely. Um, for those of y'all that don't know me, I am a 30 plus black male. Oh no. And Nobody's gonna listen up and I'm just like, I know, right? I know, right? I know, right? Sorry about the color parts. No, it's okay. But no. So what I'm saying is I will reach out to individuals that look like me. Uh-huh. And and sometimes they they feel like, oh, this, you know, this is a brother, so let me pull him up. Let me let me just kind of let my guard down a bit. And it's cool. I wanna I wanna come at you and meet with you and talk to you on that level because you're mm. comfortable enough to be open with me. But at the same time, I think you, you I, some people still need to realize that here we here. I mean, this is this is about your career. This is about your future. So I need you to be. I need you to act like I think. I need you to be a little bit more serious about it. And so um, I think approaching that and having that approach for me, for me either way. I'm not gonna lie. Either way, I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm really soft hearted. So I feel like I'm gonna work with you either way. I'm just like, hey man or hey bro. This is like, <laughs> this is like, I, I feel you. I got you. This is what you're gonna need if you're gonna able if you're gonna push conversations forward. This is what I need from you if you're gonna push conversations okay. forward, right? And I'm okay, okay with that because I want the best. I'm I'm rooting for everybody, right? Right. But um, at the same time, everybody is not like me, so you need to go into it with with that mindset. Like everybody, you know, all skin folk and skin folk type type type. type but you need to go. <laughs> you need to go at it like I I need to approach this as if I'm interviewing because I'm you're going to be approaching someone that you've never met with before. You don't know anything about right. them other than from what you see on the outside, and for you to kind of let your guard down and show you the book by its cover, you, oh, you need to whoa. let them show you that before you go there. <laughs> 
I love that. Okay, because I honestly thought you were going somewhere else different with that. But I like where you took it because, right, just bag it up. Uh, because I can agree with that 1000% because granted, yeah, you know, if someone that looks like me reaches out to me thinking, okay, well, Ashanti is also a 30 plus African-American chick, surely she can help me. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely, I want to help anybody regardless of like what you look like. Will I have probably a little softer thought process for you because we look alike? I mean, it's only human nature, but you, I still would feel more comfortable if you are professional and let us get to that level where we can be that way. Do not out the gate and start talking to me like we sister girls like that. <laughs> that's going to turn me off immediately. And I've definitely worked with a lot of people like that. Um, unfortunately, being in human resources is very rare that I have had the privilege of being with a lot of people that look like me. Um, I don't even know if I should say this or not, but even at my current company, I am the only one that looks like me out of a whole team of HR people. Look, him too, right? So, I mean, we want nothing more than to share where we are. And I remember when I was out of college and I was applying and I was trying to reach out to people I knew, it was hard for me. You know, it was really hard to get people to take me seriously. Like, you don't have experience yet. Like, why should we take you seriously? But it's like, now that I have it under my belt, I'm thankful for the people who did give me a chance. You know what I mean? Like, so regardless of all of that, you still want to make a good impression. Like, I mean, I've had family members who are already in HR and I'm like begging and pleading and pulling at the, at the skirt. Like, please. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes your path just has to be different. But... I agree with that a thousand percent, y'all. Like, yes, you can start off on a professional note, and then maybe if they get cool, then that's different. But do not start off thinking we're going to be BFFs. I mean, even me and Bobby, when we first started working together, it was a while before we got, like, cool, cool. Shanti wouldn't talk to me, y'all. Okay, that's not, don't. (laughs) But no, no. You can't our team. You were pretty new. You were pretty new. Because you came from a whole other department. I'm just like, who is this? Like... (laughs) I but once we yeah. got, you know, past it, like we were just professional for a long time, but then we we're just like, oh, okay, you like me? Okay, yeah, what is that? Cool. I think it probably took like one thing happening. And <laughs> we both went, and we was like, okay, we understand each other. Now. This is gonna work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is gonna work. And then as more and more people like us were being eliminated from the team, we didn't even have a choice, but <laughs> it was like, it's just me and you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like <laughs> that don't agree with anything that's happening right now and it probably is a reason why that's happening so that's very very good i love that you said that all right so hopefully y'all are keeping up with all this because this is some very good information here everybody right now is probably either thinking about looking for a job already looking for a job uh know somebody who's looking for a job so this right here is so on time with that being said i know you probably have heard a lot about um the great resignation yeah that is like a term that we've been throwing around a lot in hr and like the first time i heard it i was just like what like is this like uh the roaring was it roaring Roaring 20s 20s. (laughs) i'm like what 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 is Uh, happening right there so what are what i guess are some of your thoughts on that right now i've also heard it being referred to as like the big quit the so, big quit, yeah, 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 big quit. That, mm-hmm. That's that's me. What are you thinking about? Where, like, I guess as a recruiter, maybe I should rephrase my question. As a recruiter, how are you guys handling that situation? Or was that me for you? Um, so it's definitely a real thing. I mean, four mm-hmm. four four million people. I think something like weekly or, oh, or monthly or, or quitting jobs, looking for other jobs, whatever. Mm-hmm. 11 million job, vacant jobs out there. Um, the great resignation is a real thing. Um, it's very much, which means it's very much a candidate's market right now. Facts. Um, and, and in tech especially, because in a lot of different areas in tech, there are is a it's a small pool of people. It's smaller than you than you would think. And a lot of these people 
are moving around in the same sector, right? They're moving from company to company because these companies are, hey, I need someone. I'm going to pay you what you want, right? I'm going to pay you whatever. Mm-hmm. That needs to be, some, people are moving up for, for different dollar amounts. The grass isn't always greener, mm-hmm. but people are moving up for different dollar amounts because their skills are, are, are needed. Um, I think that um, what's really important for people is to really understand and what's, what's really important for companies as well is to understand what people are really looking for. What are you really looking for? What are you out of a company? What do you need to be comfortable? Um, I can't talk to anyone my age, especially younger, and be like, you remember, you know, our parents and our parents' parents staying somewhere for like 30, 40 years. That, nobody's thinking about that anymore. No, unfortunately. Everyone is like, you know, maybe I'll stay somewhere five, seven years. If it's 10 years, that's a long time. <laughs> To be staying somewhere, Ooh, right? Oh, and so, um, no one's really thinking about that anymore. But at the same time, it's like there, there are things companies can do. I feel like to 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 retain their um, their employees, and um, I think they really need to take a look at what they're doing in terms of employees' work life balance, in terms mm. of their Speak their, on it. their mental health. Um, that, you know, that bonus, that salary, yeah, that's all cool, but that's going to come with work and you're going to be putting in hours. I know plenty of people have said that I, I don't need to be at a director level. I don't need to be a senior manager because those people, they're working, they're sending emails at 11 p.m., mm-hmm. 12 a.m. at night, 1 a.m. at night, and I ain't trying to do all that. And because right. people don't want to, people have lives. It's not that I'm not trying to go hard for my company. Yeah, I don't exactly. understand my company's mission and my company's value. I joined the company for those things. Right. But at the same time, I got a life. I Outside gotta, of this place. Right. I got an SO, I got kids, I got dogs, mm-hmm. I'm volunteering or whatever. And so I think companies need to understand and, and, and recognize that and in order to, to ma- manage and retain some of their some of their people. And I think people have, have learned through through COVID, like it's kind of twofold. Some people are like, man, I want to get back to work because I'm tired of my kids at the house all the time, right? I work with you know, a lot of those. We're virtual learning and things <laughs> of that nature. Like you you, you, you get you, you get to that point, people get to that point. But then there are other people that are they're like, hey, I actually like being home and the flexibility of being home and working remote. I still maintain the same relationships. I get my work done just mm-hmm. as efficiently, if not more. But companies like, I don't care, we want we want you back. And and so I think um, if companies start really paying attention to and really listening to what their employees have to say, then they'll do better at retaining them because this is it's, it's a different world right now. This is not their say anymore. Again, it's a candidate's market. And because of that, they they have to pay attention or else they're not going to retain it. They're going to always be in this constant revolving door of trying to get people in and other people leaving. And it's taking one step mm-hmm. forward, two steps back. One right. step forward, two right. steps back until you lose. Exactly. And like just kind of uh, going off where you are just talking about with people who, like you said, are sending emails 11, 12, sometimes at 1, 2, 3, 4 o'clock. You come in and check your emails because you're getting in at 8, 830. <laughs> right. And you're seeing all these like conversations and asks of you from the day before. Yeah. And it, it is discouraging because, okay, maybe you are supposed to be that person's successor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or maybe a few down, a few positions down the road, you're ultimately going to end up in that role. And it is discouraging if that's not your, your mindset. So I, instead of being discouraged about that, I like to try to think that um, it is possible for people to prioritize and maybe work a little bit differently so that that's not you overworking. And you kind of have to keep in mind that some of those people that are sending emails at that time, they're doing that to show that they are working more than probably what they really are. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just kind of a facade. So... But the older generation, I hate to, I always hate to do that because I, you know, ageism and discrimination is a real the thing, generation. you know, but I'm just going to say there are some individuals, because, mm-hmm. you know, let me not, because <laughs> uh, I know that's a protected class. Come mm-hmm. on, HR. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some people who 
do feel like I have to constantly work, 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 like work my fingers to the bone so that I can't prove myself and somehow go somewhere. You know, to the bone. (laughs) Come on, Harmony. But that should not be the goal, y'all. Like, I mean, Bobby was just dropping like some real like word bombs here, okay? Work-life balance is a real thing, y'all. How can you perform your best for a company if you're overworking at the company? Like, I always feel so much better, y'all. When I get off from work, I don't have my puppy kids who hear me right now, but when I get off from work and we go for our walk, and I'm like by the water, and then we come back and we chill, like I play, and then I cook, like, those things kind of refuel me for the next day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine... You know what I'm saying? Coming home from work, cooking something real fast, uh, neglecting my my, perp- my puppy kids, you know, logging back on. Like, then the next day I'm back at it again. It's like, that's just not realistic, y'all. So I, I do understand the thought process that that could be discouraging. And that's why a lot of people are quitting these jobs. They're trying to be at the house. Because they're like, look, if I'm going to be sending emails all day, at least I'm going to be at the comfort of my own home where I can still be around my family and work and get things done, too. And that whole mental wellness thing is real, y'all. Like, that's another thing that um, as I am going on this journey to try to venture out and see what else we could do as HR professionals, wellness does need to have a bigger uh, space within human resources. Yeah. It's supposed to be human resources and you know (laughs) don't take the human out and we should be doing more things to like engage with the staff and figure out what their needs are what can we do to make things a little bit lighter at work like how can we help and i've been in positions where we've just gotten so far away from that or it's like rammed down your throat to the point where it's like this isn't even wellness because now you're just annoying So let's move along to as you've had your experiences with like recruitment and coaching and resume and all that good stuff. Okay, you've been around the block a few times. Mm-hmm. You've had a few different like uh, industry experiences. If you had to put your like Bobby Cox stamp on it, like if you just had to say, this is how we about to do it. <laughs> when it comes to recruitment process, yeah. roll it out. What would you do? Uh, first things first, and it's always been my question when I'm interviewing for a new company, but first things first is, is um, diversity and, and inclusion. Um, mm. I think all people, all walks of life, should be considered for a position. And a lot of times that is not the case. Um, you may check off all the boxes on the job description, and for some reason you still didn't even get any interview a a first round interview or whatever or a phone screen or whatever and um uh i think that um companies should be a little bit more open to to certain demographics Mm. i think that you know campus recruiting is where i first kind of um developed this thought and I, I noticed that you know a lot of companies, a lot of the big companies especially, will go out to these schools that are the top schools in the nation. Like as they should, you know, you want to go out. To those you want the cream of the crop. You want, you, you want those yeah. candidates. And those candidates go to those schools for that type of attention. Yeah. Those, those students go to those schools for the, for that type of attention. But at the same time, I didn't come from one of those big schools. Um, I know a lot of people who came from smaller schools as well who are just as capable of making an impact in a company. And I think that those schools- If not more. If not more. I think those schools um, definitely deserve some attention and they, they bring in a different demographic. Uh, one thing my company has done has, uh, one of one of our recruiters has switched modes and he's strictly into um, diversion and diversion. Um, diversity and inclusion. Close enough. <laughs> and so he makes sure that, hey, we're, we're going to the, the schools that aren't getting a, a ton of traction or aren't in the areas where our offices are. Uh, we're making sure that we're reaching out to, to veterans or people with disabilities and things of that nature. And um, 
I think that's that's awesome and companies should start looking at that more. I mean, and I think being remote, especially being remote, opens up the opportunity for companies to do that even more, right? You can find candidates from San Diego to, mm. to, to, to Maine, right? Uh, for certain positions. And, and being that, you know, that that is the case, now you have all these all these different type of people that you can open up the door to. Hmm. I think that's 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 really awesome in, in companies that are sticking to, hey, you need to be in the office, at the office, nine to five, eight to six, whatever, whatever that may be. Um, it opens up the, the door for, for diversity. I think, and this isn't, this isn't absolute, but you know, I think companies are, I think they're really doing themselves a disservice by not opening up to remote work. Um, especially right. now, after we've seen so many companies, so many companies re- remain uh, productive and and thriving in this type of environment and with this type of model. Anybody that's not doing that, you need to, you need to they need to check themselves, <laughs> and you need to check that company when when you're interviewing and really figure out what's really going on here and if this is really right. going to be the best spot for you. Are they really looking out for employees like they say they're doing? Like they say they're doing. Um, when you're interviewing for a company, you should be interviewing that company. Um, it's, it's not a one-way deal. You need to figure out if that's going to be a right fit for you. And right. certain things that they have to say around that, you need to really listen to what that means. And, and really res- let that resonate with you. Let it sit with you um, as you go home and you think about you know, whether or not this is actually going to be the move for you. Um, you know, it's one thing to look at glass reviews, glass door reviews and, and things of that nature. But to be honest, companies encourage people to go leave a good review. So you need right. to take that with a grain of salt. Or sometimes the negative reviews may be just because that person wasn't really doing their job. That too, And they had a bad experience. That too. <laughs> also take that with a grain of salt because mm-hmm. people be just upset. Right. And like, where well, you really was not doing your job. Right. But um, you, you really... you. You really need to to trust your own instincts at the end of the day, um, and if you do that, you're gonna it's gonna lead you in the right direction. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think a lot of people sometimes get desperate, especially if they're out of the job and they're looking for a job. It's so easy. That's the easiest way. I, I feel like that is the devil's playground. That is the <laughs> easiest way for you to get yourself in a situation that it's not gonna work out for you, right? Yeah. You, you need you need cash. You need somebody that's gonna pay. I understand that. You got you got things to do. You got bills to pay. You got people to look for. You got food to eat and drinks to drink. Cheers to that. But um, at the end of the day, you should real at least assess it so that you know what's what's to come, and so you're not surprised by it. At the end of the day, you know how to handle it mm. so i mean it, it takes some eq to be able to do that but um talk to somebody talk to somebody think, right. think, think it through um to make sure you're getting yourself in a good situation but i think um diversity inclusion is something that people really should think about mm-hmm. um in terms of hiring and it's something that people should ask about when they're talking about uh, everyone loves to ask about culture in, right. in an interview and you talk about diversity inclusion and what as well. I think that's 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 one of the things. Other thing. So wait, do you think a candidate can outright ask about a company's diversity and inclusion, or how do you? Yeah, I did. What did you say? I said, talk to me about y'all diversity. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what are y'all? What are y'all doing? Because so, my company is based out of Fargo, North Dakota. Yeah, yeah, it's probably like no black people in Fargo, North Dakota, or South right, Dakota. Right. Shout out to my company, though. Right. But <laughs> our company is 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 based out of out of North Dakota, and most of our offices are all west of the Mississippi mm-hmm. and the and that Midwest area, and so that's not a super diverse area. Mm-hmm. And so when we started talking about about campus recruiting, and especially before COVID, when, when before everyone was remote, right, a lot of the campus we went campuses we went to looked like. Right. Campuses that don't look like Alabama A&M or Grambling, right? Uh, or even a UH, right? right? And they don't look like those campuses. And so they're not, we don't bring in a, in, in a diverse crowd at that point. Mm. And so, again, pick, going back to me talking about one of that our recruiters sense. is going straight to diversity and, and inclusion in terms of recruiting. He did that just to make sure that we're we're reaching out to those campuses, to those HBCU campuses, to those campuses that that may be more 
um, diverse rather than you know the than the other than the other campuses that aren't that that are in the areas that we have offices right um so i love that so just outright ask tell me about your diversity and inclusion yeah 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 love it you lead it all you can talk about culture and then you can talk about diversity and then just kind of ease on into that what are y'all doing about that because that is a topic that is a hot topic right now Mm -hmm. and anybody that wants to be somebody in in the running needs to be making sure that they're that they're focused on that yes love it anything else from i guess maybe like the employer side that you feel like they could improve upon i know for myself i've had interviews that as i'm employed they would interview me one week with a certain person the next week with somebody else the third week with a whole group of people i'm repeating myself i mean so i like a consolidated interview process i understand the concept obviously because i interview as well so maybe i'm just more of like your your screening streamline and then after me you will meet with like the actual hiring manager or the manager that you're going to be reporting to but i've had so many interviews where there's like a third level and i'm like i'm actually working i can't just keep taking off and calling out sick (laughs) because i'm trying to leave my current company so that's something that i want to change uh when it comes to like the interviewing and recruitment process what do you think yeah i definitely think that looking for a job is a full-time job in and of itself when it comes to researching finding a position again like i said before being deliberate in in your actions in terms Mm. of going after a position i mean that that's work that's work you need i mean if you want to get something out of it you got to put in some work right? right but that's that's work and then on top of that, you want me to go through four rounds, take assessments, mm. fill out this application okay. that 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 has me asking for same things that are that is on my resume. Um, side note, like a word document. Pro tip: put a put a short three to four paragraph, uh, three to three to four sentence paragraph together for every for for the last three jobs that you had, and copy and paste that. When you're when you're app, when you're applying for jobs, if you need to put that portion in there, anywho, love it. Thank you. Yeah, because I get so tired. I want to put C resume. That, yeah, that, like, that'll okay, work. Okay. Now that you submitted your resume, tell us where did you work from here, from here to here. What was your title? Tell us and what was your you resume? <laughs> All right, bro. This is my resume, bro. What am I doing this for? Right. But um, what was I saying? So, right. Um, less steps, honestly. Um, I think after you have to have that initial interview with the interview, uh, with the, with the recruiter, mm-hmm. the recruiter needs to find out if what you're looking for and what they have available aligns. And if your experience aligns with the role itself, you can look good on paper, but we have to, we have to talk it, talk it through. Same thing for a candidate. The the company could look good on paper, but what you learn about the company could not align with what you actually really want, right? right? So we have to do our due diligence in that part. But as far as, you know, three rounds of interviews, it's not really important. I mean, the the someone senior, someone who you might be reporting to, important a partner over that group or director whatever they may call themselves over that group important and that's it those two rounds should be it if it's another round after that it's just because people can't get it together um i think also that um companies should um bring in bring in colleagues or bring in you know team members in that interview process that you would be working with yes. i think for a candidate that would make you a little bit more comfortable um, as well, knowing the people that you would be working side by side might be doing a job that you're doing. Maybe they're at a senior level and you're coming in at more of an associate level. That's fine, but they're still doing a job. You know what you can aspire to be. You know what you, it, they're going to tell you what it takes to get there. They're going to say, hey, I used to be in your position and this is what it took. This, this is what it takes to get to where I'm at right now. Um, but I think that that gives candidates um, 
the gift skin is a feeling like, hey, I could I could be a part of this, right? right. I, I, I I can be a part of this team. I'm, I feel like I'm a part of the team right now. Um, I think that that that's an, an important. Um, also, whoever again, whoever they're reporting to is an, is important too as well. You want to have those conversations with somebody who's going to be your team lead, your director, or whatever. Um, just to understand them, you know, ask them things like, what's your leadership style? What do you expect from me? 30, 60, 90 days um, coming on, on board. Like, wh- what are you looking for? That way you know how to manage um, expectations. Um, you yeah. know how to how to yes. manage your goals when you first get there. You know what's expected of you. But at the same time, you've built this, you started to build this rapport with that person or those people before you, you even come into the company. And so I think that those things are really beneficial. And I think companies should um, think about those more. If you're ever in a position where, hey, it, maybe it went by too fast for you. Maybe they had one interview with you and they <laughs> say, hey, you're the person. You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm still trying to figure out if I'm Back in love up. with you, right? <laughs> you need to say, hey, you know, can I meet who I'm reporting to? Right. Or can I meet? Oh, I agree with that so much. Right. You need to figure, some, you need to figure, out, those, figure those things out. Um, to, be, to, to better help you, because again, you are interviewing the company as much as the interview, as much as the company is interviewing you. Exactly, because yeah. at this point, I think we talked about this before. It's definitely like dating. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when you're going through that interview process, like you need to be looking at this person. Like, do I really want to see where this can go? Like, yeah. what type of options are you um, putting out on the table for yeah. me? And to see if it's something that you feel like you can work with. Now, obviously, until you get in it, you don't know. You know. Yeah, right. right, right, right. <laughs> now, once but you get over the threshold, I'm like, don't ask me to marry you after two days or after a date. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's I'm, true. Hold on, pump your brakes. <laughs> I'm trying to say, I don't know nothing about your family. You know, let me see where you came from. <laughs> Let me see what drama y'all have. Yes. Like, let me see the background. Real. Let me see the leadership. Like, you know, like, is there, you know, dating? You like, what's mom and dad looking like? But at the company, what is the CEO like? <laughs> <laughs> like, what type of um, ideas, perspectives? Like, it's it's all something you have to take into consideration. Yeah. So I would even say, make sure y'all are looking at that dang uh, the internet. Like, check out that web page. Do you see people on there smiling, taking pictures at different events? Like, are they dressed casual? Are they professional? Mm-hmm. Like, what's on the website before you even go to the interview? That also gives you an idea of the culture, too. Now, you can kind of look behind people's eyes and you could tell if this is a, um, what's the scary movie where they were taking a picture and he realized uh, that he had been, out. yeah, like, no, <laughs> get Now, you could tell by looking at some of those pictures. If the people are trying to get out, maybe they don't really want to be there, but I definitely always encourage checking out the website before your interview. That can also have you think of like some good questions in the interview too. I, uh, I, I, I say that Instagram is, is a place where real people share real pictures. Hmm. So I would say check out the Instagram and, and type in the company name in the search and see what comes up as a hashtag, as an account as a place um as a location and see what comes up and see what the the people look like in those pictures because those pictures are coming from people who are actually posting it not not the linkedin page that the marketing team is is managing those are people people yeah the the real people are posting real pictures (laughs) so i would say look at look at that um (laughs) it's not always 100 percent because i I did that before you know one of my jobs and then um and you know um, I'm you can it. see some things. You can see some things. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is cool," but it wasn't too cool. <laughs> but it's okay. But I'm saying that's 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 a really good outlier, though. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a really good way you to can get an idea. Out. And I'm not gonna lie, if I go to a company's website and I don't see any pictures of y'all doing anything fun, I am gonna be <laughs> thinking twice because that means that I am also thinking about the wellness and the work life balance and. Cause if you if you if the job isn't really doing any like group activities or they're not even trying to pretend like they're getting together, they're probably not getting together, and you're just gonna go and literally be work 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 work. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you're looking for, then cool. You might go and see like there's no fun pictures, but I'm okay with that because 
Some people just want to work and go home. Yeah. Totally respect it. But at the same time, maybe the marketing marketing people do like a horrible job taking pictures. So and at the that. same time, so you just really and have, that you have to ask questions. Right. Don't you be, know that could be a question. Like, hey, I didn't see like a lot of photos on your website. Seriously. Is there a reason or you know why is that happening? You know, something like that. That that especially that initial interview is, mm-hmm. is definitely a time for you to ask the questions that 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 you that you really want that you really right. want. I think the, a recruiter is going to be the most open with you the hiring mm-hmm. team is going to be the most specific with you so right uh be if you want to know more about the role itself ins and outs day-to-day hiring team if you want to know more about the company culture and everything like that go to the recruiter um, I to, 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 to really figure that out because they're they're really going to be the most open with you about that whether it's the culture the benefits um, oh, the benefits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the benefits. See, that, back in that's what my now. eyes like. Yeah, we're we're now. Because yeah. I literally would compare prices of benefits before I make a decision. Because I'm like, look, what is coming? That's a whole other podcast topic. Okay. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm about to take us somewhere else. Okay. Because my eyes yeah. is like up. Okay. I've been in a lot of different benefit situations. And it, again, I'm, I'm not trying to say too much, but a lot of people, y'all get paid, you get your direct deposit, mm-hmm. and you're not seeing where those funds are allocated or what you're really like paying for. But we're gonna talk about that later. You know, we're gonna go. We're gonna get into that later. Y'all being uh, four, five hundred dollars for mm-hmm. uh, dental, and that ain't okay. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's employee only coverage, and you don't need to get no free cleanings. All right, anyway. Oh, we're gonna whoop y'all in. <laughs> game to be giving. Alright. Alright, y'all. So I feel like we have probably talked you guys' ears off at this point. I hope you know what? I didn't even introduce my dang podcast. We just kind of jumped on in. It's okay. It's alright. <laughs> it's alright. We're not we're not gonna y'all know what it is. Right. So this is the thing. I just want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Thank you. Bobby Cox for joining me. Now, I'm going to leave this totally, totally up to you. If you wish to not, you don't have to. If y'all hear bubbles in the background, just ignore it. It's a celebratory. So, right, it's, it's a celebratory event. All right, so if you want to plug yourself, if you want people to reach out to you, you can leave your social media handles, y'all, if you do have questions about certain, like, recruitment topics or maybe just think he's down cute. I don't know. But that's totally up to you. <laughs> I'm putting it out there. Don't come over here if you ain't ready to be put out there. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Yeah, so yeah. it's up to you. Do you want to? If you don't want to, I can get that part. Yeah, for sure. So um, very generic name. Look up Bobby Cox on LinkedIn. If you are connected to Ashanti on LinkedIn, then you will find me. Um, if uh, you want to connect with me on Instagram, it is B.COX. I, I, I on Instagram. Look forward to connecting with y'all. Let me Yay. know if you have any questions or concerns about anything recruiting. Not the concerns. Blast. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Come with the questions. You know, right. Put those in the account. We'll get those later. Sure. No, just kidding, guys. No, but seriously, it's all good. Definitely, um, we do welcome questions and any put any input that you guys may have. Um, check us out and don't hesitate to follow my IG. Um, or you can send me an email as well. Um, my Instagram. I feel like I don't want to like leave it every time, but I guess that I should because maybe they'll like encourage y'all to like go follow me. But it is heels underscore HR consulting. Okay. So that's it's actually H period E period E period L period S underscore HR underscore consulting. It's a mouthful. We'll be there. Look, I'm I'm just gonna put it in the in the comments. I'm gonna make sure y'all can find it. Okay, so or just follow me because um I already followed the page. Yeah, good job. Look at you doing what you're supposed to do. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> hey, I follow the rules. Your mama did a good job, okay? Tell her that. Yes, yeah, so give her her roses while she's here with us, okay? Right, I'm going to call after this. Facts. <laughs> <laughs>
But no, y'all, seriously, thank you so much for joining. Follow me on IG, send me an email, DM. You can comment here on the podcast, whatever it is that you wish to do. But you know, before I let y'all go, I have got to leave you with a what? A sign. Say it with Bob Cox. With a, a sign. sign. All right. So you guys are signed today. And my sign, too, because I, I always have to remind myself of this. Shoot, we've got to remind ourselves. This is our second time recording this. They ain't supposed to know that. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. All right. Mistakes are proof that you are trying. All right. Let that sink in. Mistakes are proof that you are trying. Just because you may fuck up a little bit, I can say that it's my show. <laughs> Just because you may make a mistake here or there, you know what I'm saying? Do mm-hmm. not let that prevent you from going with what you are called to do. Yeah. Okay? If it's placed on you to do something, if it's placed on you to make a move, if you make a mistake, that just means you tried it. Amen. You know? You tried it. You can still pick up and go from there and keep it going. So do not be discouraged, y'all. Do not fall short. If you don't make any mistakes, that probably means you didn't try or you perfect. And I only know one perfect person. His name Jesus. Okay. <laughs> okay. Other than that, keep it going, y'all. All right? Got it. Get it. Good. All right. I'll holla. Peace. Peace.